How many movies have we watched that involve drills so far? Um, <laughs> I don't fucking the know. loved ones. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Prominently, the loved ones. Um, and uh, no, that's a baster. Uh, Anthropophagus sequel. Oh yeah, absurd. Absurd has a drill. Yeah. Kill. Aha, uh-huh, baby. I would say it's the best segue I've ever done, actually. Yeah, that does lead us perfectly into today's film, The Driller Killer. We are the Cellar Dwellers. Thank you for listening again. Once more, you have come back to us for some unknown reason. Uh, you must like the sound of our voice, and let me tell you, that makes one of you. <laughs> yeah, because Colby has to listen to this shit back <laughs> I and have to... edit it down. Man, if there was ever a time of that I would think that I, I would, you know, start to like the sound of my own voice... It's not coming. No, 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 no. It's not, it would have happened by now. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, the this movie, uh, The Driller Killer, was made in, what, 1978? 79, 79. though, per uh, looking into it, it appears the film was filmed over 78 and 79. So, by, doesn't matter. By Came out in 79. Uh, Abel Ferreira, who I was looking at his IMDb after after uh, we finished watching, realized that I've only heard of a few of his movies, but ever, this, is, this is my first... Uh, watch of his yeah um i have seen outside of this i have seen uh king of new york because my dad really liked that movie which is christopher walken and a then billed as larry fishburn larry larry that's lawrence fishburn and uh well we found out also that your dad and abel yeah are from the same like small fucking town in new york called peekskill new york very interesting which is super bizarre um, and it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and then you'd also seen uh, Bad Lieutenant. Yes, that's right? what. I, yeah, I was about to say Bad Lieutenant was the first one that I'd seen. Um, I was aware of King of New York um, prior to Bad Lieutenant, uh, just because my dad owned a copy of it. But I didn't see it until afterward when I realized who had made it. And then I was like, Oh, I should probably watch this. Do you, Do you prefer that one or the Nicolas Cage <laughs> Bad Lieutenant? <laughs> Genuinely, I prefer the Nicolas Cage version. <laughs> Damn it, I knew that was which, gonna be your answer. I've seen neither and I could tell that was gonna be your answer. <laughs> which infuri- which would absolutely infuriate Abel Ferreira. He's just, he would be because so pissed. He, the fact that the fact that there is another movie called Bad Lieutenant that is quote not a remake, not a sequel, nothing. It's non-canon. They Okay, so do you do you know who directed the remake? To, uh, remind me, because I, I do Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. Oh my god. What a weird choice. Exhibit is in it. You know, Pimp My Ride, rapper guy. Exhibit, he's in the movie. Exhibit and Nicolas Cage are both in the same uh, movie. Eva Mendez is the love interest. Uh, Nicolas Cage. Uh, you're really, you're Val really Kilmer. What? Fat Val. Uh, past his prime, Val Kilmer. Uh, pre, pre-cancer Val Kilmer. Yeah. Wow, he's yeah. post cancer now. I might have to see this it. movie. Um, so- it's great. It is so bizarre. <laughs> Completely different than the Abel Ferreira's Bad Lieutenant, which uh, is good. Just it is like bleak, bleak, bleak. It's like very bleak. serious. So fucking okay, serious. Okay. Whereas Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans, uh, <laughs> what, this what a stupid Nicholas Cage version is. Uh, it's Nicholas Cage like going fucking nuts. And it's awesome. Yeah, you're you're a big fan of of the wild Nicholas. The Cage. rage cage, yeah. baby. 
Rage Cage. There is truly nothing better uh, or more accurate of a description than the Rage Cage. I love the Rage Cage, man. He pulls it out every movie now. He's, he's the, I know, and he's the fucking best. It's at, my favorite. At one thing. point in every movie the last fifteen years that yep. he's been in, absolutely, he jumps right in that Rage Cage. It's the fucking best. So back to Abel Ferreira. No, and, I think we're switching back to yeah. Nicholas Cage. Podcast. Dude, you know I'll talk about. Endlessly. This is like worse than bringing up Kung Pao quotes. This is true. Okay, this is because those have an end. Slippery slope. You're yeah. right. You're very right. Um, oh, I think Abel Ferreira, because we watched a little bit of, of there were some interviews on the DVD. Yeah. Uh, after we finished, and so I got to get to hear him, like I guess modern day, kind of talking about these movies. And he yeah, like retrospectively, an interesting dude. He's yeah. He's just an old New Yorker, like from the Bronx. His hands look like they are riddled with leprosy. Him and him and, <laughs> him and Tom Waits have very similar fingers and hands, <laughs> and if you're a Tom Waits fan, you know what I mean. Abel Ferreira, he's like a little goblin man. He's got like a little underbite. With a very New York accent. Yeah, he, like he's he's like if uh, if um, uh, Don Corleone like lived a really long life and like Mixed with artist. Willem Dafoe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because he's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, kind of got that thing going on. Uh, and yeah, him and Willem Dafoe are, like, good buds now. And they kind of look like, when yeah. you think about it now. Willem Dafoe is one of the best actors around, but he is a striking man. A weird, weird-looking dude. Yeah, straight. <laughs> that's, that's a more blunt way to put it. I think, and I think... Even though I haven't seen any of his other movies, you can tell even just from the driller. Harvey Keitel hangs dong in his version of Bad Lieutenant. Is it big? I don't remember. I only saw it once. I feel like that would stick out in your mind, though. I remember. Okay, I think it's like it's like a it's an adequate dong for okay. it's like it's like a dad dong. Good for him, I guess. Like when you're a kid and like the first time like you see your dad's dick on accident. This took a weird turn. I went to the doctor with. Can my we dad. go back to Abel Ferreira? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> what were you saying? I was saying that even though I haven't seen any of his other movies, the the fact that he is so New York is, like, the most prominent thing about this he, movie. Yeah. It's, like, it's very late 70s New York, and it shows how just scary yeah. the city is at all times. I cannot imagine growing up in that place. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shots in the movie of homeless people and, like, just drug addicts. Just and B-roll that, that is, like, real people. Come to find out, it is. It's mentioned kind of in the movie, but it's mostly uh, of the time. Uh, those are real B-roll people, and mostly Vietnam vets, who are just on the street, drug addicted, homeless, without anything. And you just there's there's a couple shots, and you see like what some what looks like a like a shop owner like threatening yeah. to like punch one of them, yeah, being it's, like get out of here. It's very like striking, gorilla, yeah. like yeah. It's a cool movie. Um, it's not. It's obviously by today's standards, it's not um all that bad. Uh, and it's we watched an extended version called the pre-release version. Um, I got the Arrow Blu-ray of this uh, that comes with the infamous video nasty cover. I'll post a picture of it on uh, the Instagram specifically if if you get to see it. I don't know if it'll get edited uh, on there. It may get it may get censored with like a graphic warning thing because it's pretty. It's that makes a drill us, that makes us look cool. That does make us look cool. It's a drill going right into somebody's head. It's obviously fake, but it's it's a pretty dope effect. Holds up. It when, when we got to that point in the movie where that happens. It's cool. I expected to be let down. I wasn't let down. Yeah, it was dope. Um, it's it the version. Good to go back. What I was saying. The version that we saw uh, is about uh, sixteen minutes longer than the theatrical cut. Um, 
I'm not exactly sure what they added, but we have a few guesses. We have a few guesses (laughs) Uh, because uh, reading about the movies. Uh, R rating, it appears, or like it wasn't rated, but seeing like kind of what it would be known for, it it doesn't say that there's any like sex or nudity. Our version had a good amount of uh, uh, breasts and a lesbian shower sex scene that is not mentioned in anything that I can find. No, but I would say it added a lot to the story and character, so it totally fit in, right, with the, with everything else that was happening. Right? It was completely <laughs> inconsequential. Have no idea. I, heart, I don't remember the character's name. I wouldn't say it was gratuitous in any way. <laughs> nope, it's, not the, at all. The true definition of gratuitous, just, yeah. a, 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 just a, random. a lesbian shower scene just tossed in the middle of, of this movie. Should also be noted that Abel Ferreira, prior to this, this is his feature-length debut film. Prior to this, he made a pornographic film that he directed and also apparently had to jump in for a scene when uh, the actor couldn't perform. Uh, that film was called Nine Lives of a Wet Pussy. And thus an auteur was born. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the auteur known for Nine Lives of a Wet Pussy made The Driller Killer in 1979. Uh, it did decently, it seems, uh, throughout um, kind of like the indie, uh, what's the, midnight movie circuit type of that's, thing. I mean, that's the only way this would have yeah, gotten yeah. any showing back then. Like, yeah. It's Although, a grindhouse flick. It is interesting. The 70s were such a weird time in yeah. movies because you can have somebody who literally came from the porn industry and then like make a pretty mainstream movie. And we talked about it a little bit yeah. while we were watching. But like, like folks like Wes Craven have made pornos. They would just use pseudonyms. Yeah. Like yeah. this was a way, this was like a stepping stone back yeah. in the 70s for filmmakers. This is how ind- they paid their rent. Independent art house filmmakers. Yep. And then who who then, you know, became genre filmmakers. You either, you either worked on pornos or you worked for like Roger Corman. Like, that's kind of how it went. And what's the difference, you know? I mean, more or less. (laughs) No penetration, I don't know, on the porno set? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Corman's a weirdo. Corman is a weirdo. I love that guy. Um, So, yeah, uh, this movie uh, seemed to do pretty well. Uh, It obviously gained a cult following. And it seems, interestingly, uh, the main reason why it got a cult following was because it got on this video nasty, the infamous video nasty list. I, we discussed it with Anthropophagus and Absurd. It was a very, it was a UK thing. UK right? thing, yeah. yeah. Where um, they basically are, are trying to put together these movies and ban, ban them. them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this the video nasty. Yeah. This was added uh, simply because of its promotional material. Uh, the just because of the cover. The cover, <laughs> the still image of the drill going into the head. Uh, got it put on that list, thus blowing up the no, uh, the notoriety of the Great film. marketing. 100%. When you think about 100%. it. 100%. Because, and, and interestingly enough, because when we watch a lot of these movies, especially ones from the 70s, the the content of the movies often does not reflect on the gro- like grossness of the covers. Yeah. This one fully Straight up. succeeded yeah. and fulfilled the promises yeah, that, like, that it gave us. Like, Anthropophagus is, like, the perfect example of, like, the artwork... Is so fucking cool. It's the cover is awesome. It's so awesome. And, and then it's like the most boring ass movie for nothing. Absurd, a little bit better. But this one holds up and yeah, it lags. I think I would prefer the theatrical cut. I definitely want to see that one. I feel like it would flow a little bit better. There's a there's probably like 
10 minutes less of the bad punk bands. Yeah, oh, I'm <laughs> sure. I am sure. And listen, I love some shitty 70s OG New York punk. I do. But some of this music in here was rough. You know what I mean? Tony Coca-Cola and the Roosters? Listen, I love a Tony Coca-Cola and the Roosters. Uh, he, no, man. He was rough. He was annoying, honestly. I, okay, so... Funny, funny a lot of the time very, because of how over-the-top he was. You but. mentioned that this was, well, right at the beginning of, of our watch, you mentioned that this was kind of a comedy. Yeah, it's it's billed as, like, a black comedy. There's not much to laugh at, really. No. It's like, a bit unintentionally, for <laughs> sure, but, like, there's not anything I would say that call it joke. The closest thing to a joke that happened is when he's first holding the drill, trying to drill in the wall for that girl, and she keeps changing where she wants it drilled. And honestly... That's, like, the only, like, joke in if, the movie. If a girl was doing that to me, or anybody, where I'm trying, I'd to, become help, a driller I'm trying killer to help too. them drill a hole into something, and they're like, no, over there, no, over there, no, over there, I might turn into a serial killer with that drill as well. I I, I can't I can't. He say did that. end up drilling her. Whoa, whoa. Wait, did they have sex? No. He didn't have sex with anybody in the movie that we saw. Only, only... Sure? No, I think they did. I think at the towards the end... With one of the roommates. Him? Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, should I read the little blurb? Because it's it's pretty straightforward, the the plot. Yeah, yeah, and there's, yeah. Because I was going to say, we should probably move into the plot. There's so. some... Because it's not hard to follow, which I appreciate it. No. Also, let's note, Abel Ferreira is the star of this film as well. <laughs> writer, star... Uh, 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 actually, no, not writer. No, he's not writer. Uh, that's his buddy who writes most of his scripts. Nicholas St. John. But he directed and starred in it. Um, because of course, yeah. If you're gonna be a, a '70s director, you gotta just do it all. According to the commentary, he tried, I guess, to get someone from the New York Dolls to be in it, but uh, didn't work out. And essentially, what he was saying was, uh, it doesn't matter who plays the driller killer because it's all about the actions, not the person. Like people are paying attention to the drill killing, not the person killing. So it's not. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong, and, and his performance was fine. I honestly. was. I didn't hate him at all. No, I thought like, he was completely, he, completely he's, fine. He's weird looking. He's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. like, he, I think he did a pretty good job. Okay, yeah. so so the story is this: an artist slowly goes insane while struggling to pay his bills, work on his paintings, and take care of his two female roommates, which leads him to they to, were roommates. Sure, yeah. <laughs> which leads him to taking to the streets of New York after dark and randomly killing derelicts with a power drill. Which is exactly what happened. It's that is a, a, a very concise yep. uh, summary, and I appreciate that. Thank you, IMD. This was uh, just a heads up. If anybody's interested in watching this, I'll straight up and go ahead. I'll straight up and say, uh, is it it's, on Tubi? No. Well, actually, maybe it's not. It was on Shutter, but that got removed. Um, so let me check Tubi real quick. Come on, Tubi. Come, um, come through. It is on Prime, though. If no, anybody. That's not what I asked. Yo. It's on Tubi. <laughs> Let's go, Tubi. 100%. It's on Tubi. Waiting on that check somewhere in the mail. Yeah, and they have the theatrical cut, which is the version that I would say to watch. Uh, it's the version I would... If I'm going to rewatch this anytime soon, I would rewatch this. I This would be one that I would... Like, if I'm kind of just wanting to draw... I'm a weirdo. I like to put on records and have a movie on mute in the background just for, like, tone. And I put on horror movies a lot. This would be one that I would put on. Because it would just be easy to have on in the background. It's not too gratuitous. It's not too fucked up. There's but good it's got, visuals. It's got a good it's, aesthetic it's to gritty. it. It's gritty. You yeah. got the New York of the 70s. For sure. I get that. Yeah. So uh, 
It's on Tubi. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, the Tubi version. It's also streaming on Arrow Video. Apparently, they have their own streaming service. Oh, that's now, pretty cool, actually. Which is dope. I would love to get it, but I I can't have another one. If they sponsor us, then yeah, sure. One hundred percent. Arrow, if you are also listening, please, babe. <coughs> oh, uh, ignore that. Christian's totally healthy. I promise. <laughs> We're safe here. <laughs> that was not a cough. I promise. I'm so healthy. Oh, killing me. Fucking just died. <laughs> you, you, don't you fucking blow this for me, Christian. Don't you fucking blow this for me. I am so sorry. Stupid. Oh, my God. Okay. So, uh, I would say it probably takes about 25 minutes. 25 to 30 to I, get to... I want to start before that. I, okay. I want to start with what the movie opens with, which is... This movie should be played loud. It's Which just, is really it's, cool. It's looking. just like the text is on the screen before anything, any any yeah. credits or anything else happens on the screen. Which we noted is a cool way to start a movie. Yeah. Just because of how it sounds. Yep. Like this should be played loud. We quickly realize that it's not quite... Uh, it's it's more practical, I'll say. Yeah, it seems it seems as, as punk rock as uh, he may want that to sound. Uh, it's because you can't hear shit. The sound... <laughs> In the first, like, third of this movie, or probably first quarter of this movie, is... Garbage. Very, very bad. Specifically the dialogue. And, and and a lot of it we can tell is because he's shooting in, like, public parks, you know, sidewalks and stuff. And so, without subtitles, because obviously we watched with subtitles, yep. we were able to. But if I was watching this in theater, I just wouldn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, I, just wouldn't, just, I just wouldn't know what they're saying. You just wouldn't know what they were saying. Yeah, there, there's no hints. It's just... You know the what they're miming basically. Tubi got subtitles, don't you worry. Of course, Tubi Tubi provides. Tubi do be provided. Tubi do be provided. Uh, is that a jingle I'm hearing? Tubi do be provided <laughs> for all your fucked up movie needs. Tubi do be provided. Hey, I, we're pitching this live right now. <laughs> we are pitching hit. this live. I think that's a banger already. I'm okay. sending it to him, man. I'm clipping this from the episode and sending it to well, him. We'll work on it. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, I'll, no, I'll, we'll doll it. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll mean, doll it we'll up. We'll master bit. it a little bit. Yeah. Come on, we're we're professionals yeah. here. Yeah. If anything else, um, close enough. Anyway, so so yes, we quickly realized that the sound is bad. <laughs> um, but then we're we're introduced to uh, Reno Miller. The character that yeah. uh, that Abel Ferreira plays, um, which hilarious name? Yeah, uh, I thought Reno was his last name for a minute, and then realizing that that's his character's first name did make me laugh. Yeah, and he he's an artist, uh, painter, I guess. Yeah, uh, uh, like up and coming guy who's working on, I guess, like he's got like a benefactor essentially who's giving him money to, to like sell in like an exhibit or something like that. Uh, for a specific painting, and he—that's how he's living right now—is off of this guy. And he has two female roommates uh, that we just assume he's like having sex with. Yeah, well, he definitely—it's just—it's just got a very like polyamory vibe. Yeah, it's just—it's free love, man. Everybody's having sex. Yeah, it's 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 young it's young art kids in the seventies. Well, one of the earlier scenes, um, Reno and one of the girls are in uh, the back of a taxi cab and they start making out and for a second I bet you got a little bit nervous because they might start having sex in that car which I don't know if you know if you've progressed at all there but uh they couldn't have which is why they didn't because it's impossible <laughs> you got me there they didn't yeah, so, they didn't you know so. I can't I can't no proof <laughs> no proof the closest proof but I didn't see any 
full evidence of it has uh, was it follows. Are you looking for full evidence? I, think I need the, I need real internet, evidence. The internet exists. No, I'm not. I'm not searching out. I don't want to accidentally see smut. There are documentaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know you're a big documentary fan. So. <laughs> oh God! So he's living with these two roommates. Uh, then this band moves in, like, next door to him. Like, okay, the band doesn't even matter. Like, he doesn't no. even kill them. The movie could exist without any mention of the band at all. It, it was just an excuse to, uh, essentially have a New York punk band ripoff in New York the movie. Dolls, yeah. yeah, like, it, it was just the excuse to be able to have shitty punk music. Yeah, in and, there. like, I guess that guy was his friend, he said Tony in the Coca-Cola. interview. Tony Coca-Cola. Tony Coca-Cola, it's not his real name, don't care what his real name Might is. Might as well be Coca-Cola. his real name. Um, Which okay about, for the Roosters themselves, the ba- the name of the punk band. Yeah, they were fine. The music kind of cool, kind of surf rocky yeah, a little yeah. bit. But uh, Tony Coca Cola, the lead singer, awful, horrible. Yeah, just terrible voice. And <laughs> yeah. I know that's like the thing that was like what they were going for back then. <sighs> but I did not enjoy it. Yeah, and and it was there. There was like too much of them playing. Yeah, and I feel like that had to have been in the because we watched the pre-release cut or yeah. whatever. Um, he, like, the only real interaction they have is, uh, Reno gets upset that they're playing too loud, so he goes to the landlord, and that's it. And then, um, uh, Tony Coca-Cola goes to Reno and is like, paint my portrait! And then he does, and then that's it. And they're, are they friends? They just become friends by the end. I guess. <laughs> like, but they, like, they have nothing to do with the driller killer, like, at all. It, it was literally just an excuse to have Reno just complain yeah uh, although that does lead to an interesting moment okay so the so the band has moved in i guess below reno and his roommates and they're playing loud it's annoying uh reno's complaining that he can't focus on his work on his painting all that stuff while the shitty band is playing below him yeah. and speaking as somebody who has had a shitty pop punk band live below me uh i can relate actually i didn't <laughs> go murder anybody with drills but you wanted to could have could have um, absolutely could have and so he goes down to complain to his landlord who uh then basically says uh i'll talk to him yeah yeah, yeah i'll talk to him fine 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 uh i got a present for you by the way and you know we think uh okay that's cool i mean landlords don't really give presents to their <laughs> tenants but okay and then he, my landlord once gave me a 12 pack of red stripe uh that would have been more normal than the present <laughs> that uh reno was given which was a skinned uh rabbit tasty carcass he said it tastes better than chicken and I believe him. Um, and I think this is when we, for, for some reason, he accepts. We don't, it just it just cuts to him in his apartment with the rabbit thing. I, and yeah, then I question, because the roommates are having a conversation about bills earlier. So, oh, was yeah. this scene because their power got cut? Or was this a ritual? Because basically the next shot is... Is a ritual. Is him with <laughs> candles lit in his dark uh, apartment. But we, do, but we can't tell if it's, uh, if it's just because they can't pay the <laughs> Yeah, like, can't, like, yeah. Because they are very poor. <laughs> is it because they have to use candles? Or... <laughs> He loves that we're asking that question. Yeah. Tell you that much. <laughs> he's so excited that he's like, oh, is that, there's some double entendres there? Ooh, love it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this, honestly, this scene's the grossest scene in the movie to me. It was surprisingly gross. Yeah. It's a real butchering. Two movies in a row. God. Untold story in this. Uh, well, not in a row, because Gozu was in between. But um, Gozu might as well have had uh, <laughs> Gozu butchering. was wild, man. Uh, I, I, yeah, talking about that movie was way more fun than watching it. Uh, the... 
seems very extended of a butchering of this skinned rabbit. Uh, I don't have it, again, don't have a problem with it because if you eat it, I've eaten rabbit before. Uh, if you eat it, this is what happens. It's already dead, whatever. It's just but gross. It's just gross. He, this is our first. He does it, rub the thing on its head for a long time, and I didn't like that. This is our first moment of uh, seeing Reno as like, oh, weird. He's the, he's, the, yeah. he's the bad guy. Of yeah, movie. he's the driller. But killer. he hasn't done anything that weird yet. This is our intro to him. Oh, yeah, he's uh, off. Yeah, something because going he eventually on. just starts like stabbing, 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 yeah. stabbing the rabbit carcass. Yeah. Uh, we never know if he actually cooks the meat, which bummer, you know. Yeah, because later, not to jump in, it doesn't fully matter, yeah. but later, uh, the guts in the garbage can that the roommate oh, finds, is that right. the rabbit? I think so. Okay, because I was like, that couldn't be a person. That's got to be that rabbit, yeah. right? What a waste. I know. So I think he just threw it away or just threw the guts away. I don't know. I do they, have a question. The rabbit goes away The biggest this. question really comes from the landlord. Why does he have a skinned rabbit carcass? It was in a locker. And why, Yeah, why is it hanging in his locker? <laughs> and why is he giving it to Reno, his tenant? It's like, you know who would want this? <laughs> Reno! Reno! Reno would love this! When he's just skinning rabbits in New York City, in the Bronx? Like, what in the world? I, I want to know somebody that would think to give me that, but I also don't want to be somebody that someone would think to give that to. Next time I'm skinning rabbits, I'll be thinking of you. I can go ahead and promise you. <laughs> and if you show up with one, either in your bed or on your front porch... I'll go ahead and take the credit for it, sure. <laughs> all right, man, all right. I look forward to the possibilities of the future. You'll never know when. Okay. <laughs> That's, I love, I, my, my anxiety works perfect with, open, <laughs> with open-ended threats. <laughs> Not a threat, just a promise. Okay, wonderful. Love that even more. Yeah. Inevitabilities are great. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, essentially from here, he just slowly starts going mad, trying to do this painting for this uh, benefactor that he's got. Who is... Dalton Briggs. <laughs> Dalton Briggs. Yeah, a perfect... Uh, okay, so his introduction, he's sitting in like a very eccentric office covered in art with a just nude woman in the corner. Was this... Okay, so you... I must have missed this. Uh, cut. Is it a, a, a statue or a real woman? I think it was a corner? real woman, but they are passing it off as a statue because they don't cut back to it. So it's just like a quick glance. I'm like, is that just a naked lady standing there like a statue? Because it's not like a white marble statue. It's like a naked woman. It's art, dude. It, yeah, sure. But So that's how he's introduced. He's this pretentious, pompous, rich well, art guy. His, his introduction scene is hilarious because it, it pans around. He's sitting at this fancy desk on the phone uh, with what sounds like a girlfriend. He's like being oh, doing yeah, gross, yeah. sweet talk to him. And then uh, his assistant calls on the line. And it's one of those super generic like businessman moves where it's like what do you mean yeah what are you like oh sell it four hundred thousand yeah okay okay don't call me again and then yeah. he uh hangs up on his assistant and then comes back to his to his girlfriend or whatever and he's like so anyway um <laughs> yeah so what do you think about tonight and it's just like a, a very like stereotypical funny almost cartoonishly yeah 100 um, introduction to to this uppity like art salesman or whatever he is dalton Bri dalton briggs yeah yeah, so Abel, or not Abel, Reno's working with that guy, and uh, throughout the process of trying to get this guy uh, what he wants, he just starts to slowly lose his mind. The band next door is starting to trigger him a little bit, just the persistent I'd lose my mind if I had to listen to the Roosters all day long, too. Fucking seriously. Uh, so he, uh, how it starts, it seems, is he just starts by, like, walking the streets, uh, going out and uh, trying to get some drugs from people, whatnot. But then he just starts having visions. 
and like these flashes of him covered in blood and this, that, and the other. The the intro, the, the scene we mentioned earlier with the drill is kind of is that kind of what like sets it off? Do we it's, think? Or it's is the helping drill his roommate, he uses. Uh, drill something into a door. I, I think that's when that's when the drill is introduced. He's holding it in his hand. He's like, "Yeah, I can kill somebody with this." Yeah, this this sure. feels pretty good. Yeah, uh, it, it 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 takes a turn. I kept thinking of American Psycho. It, no, it honestly felt like that in a lot, a lot of ways. It's like yeah. the the like uppity like artistic version, not the eighties corporate coke uh, version. coke version. Yeah. But like it's two sides of the same coin, I think. Yeah, agreed. it all starts with murdering homeless people. Yes, because you can. Yeah, that's like the basis of it, and I think there was a lot of weird parallels there. No, I agree. Uh, except, yeah, this is this is the this is the poor killing the poorer. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it really just from here, it's him trying to finish this art piece and in between killing people. Uh, at night, he'll go out and just start drilling people. The first one's pretty gory. Yeah, I was yeah. I was pretty impressed with the amount of of not only blood but like the length of the scene as well. Uh, he yeah. just he basically just comes up to a homeless dude and starts drilling him in the chest, stomach, like. Ugh. Yeah, it's. Awesome. It holds up. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and, like the first thing I said was like, oh, I love that seventies blood because it's like that bright red. It doesn't look like, real, but it like it looks but so it good looks, on the screen. Yeah, it really just pops on yeah. on on the color. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From there, he keeps making on uh, or progress on the art, and eventually turns it in. Uh, in between, there are other murders, <laughs> but he turns it in to a scathing review from uh, from Dalton Briggs, and. Uh, he calls it worthless, worthless, worthless. worthless. <laughs> um, Which honestly, I'd be pissed too because it is a pretty cool painting. It's a cool painting of like a, it's like a giant painting yeah. of a buffalo. There's some cool colors. There's Apparently, cool Tony Coca-Cola it. painted those. Oh, I don't like it anymore. in real life. I can't let myself like it if Tony Coca-Cola painted it. Just saying. But yeah, it does look pretty cool. Yeah, and I would not say it's worthless. No, 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 it's absolutely sure. not worthless. No. Uh, we don't really know exactly what he was looking for though. So there is that. Yeah. As well. Did he ever say, "Hey, I want a large painting of a buffalo"? Because that would have been, <laughs> yeah. been helpful. <laughs> you know, because that's what he got was a that's large what painting he of a buffalo. Got, you know. <laughs> Let's just say that Reno gets pissed. Reno gets pissed, and then from here, it's not just random homeless people. Now it's his roommates. Now it's Dalton Briggs. Now it's uh, people. 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 Yeah. And uh, that's really it. The, the most, like, graphic kill is uh, the first one, I think, is a little bit more graphic than the forehead one uh, with the amount of blood, oh, I sure. mean. Uh, but that forehead kill is very fucking cool. Because they don't cut away. Mm-mm. You're, like, you're yeah. seeing, you know, it's obviously not going into his forehead, but the effect of them yeah. doing it is pretty solid. One of the, one of the snarky IMDb, uh, like, corrections... In their fucking like movie mistakes, you can list. say that you put it in there yourself. <laughs> it's okay. Someone said that uh, it's like um the scene where he is drilling into the guy's head is actually not correct. He did not drill in far enough to actually pierce that man's brain. Um, actually, yeah, I don't think the logistics of the drill going into the brain would really make sense. So it's friggin. It's the it's the seventies. Like this it's is cool. So dumb. Like, who, who yeah, would, it looks it looks dope. Who would enjoy this? The one thing that I I miss 
and this is only because we've seen the loved ones so many times, is the, like, hard cracking noise. Yeah, because yeah, that yeah. that really does add, like, a visceral element to uh, drilling into a skull. But during all of these scenes, there is some pretty dope, like, weird, like, moog or, like, synth music going on in the background. Like, just, like, dissonant, like, weird sounds. The music outside of the roosters is good. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, the score of the movie is, is really well done. And yeah. It feels like a, like, cool 70s synth, like, eerie uh, noises that, that really add a lot to like the mood of the movie. Agreed. 100%. And yeah, so after the head drill, he starts killing the roommates. Uh, I wanted to mention there was one more that was rough because it's the kind of funny guy, drunk drug guy, who's like talking to <laughs> talking to that random dude who's just waiting for the bus, being like, dad, like just calling him his dad. Oh my god, that scene I liked a lot. Which, if you know, if you live in a big city or or have gone to a concert, you've seen shit. You've like seen this. people who are like too drunk or just like something's off, just in, being in obnoxious. Head, and they are like they've zeroed in on you, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, "I'm gonna annoy this guy." So yeah. that's what what's happening at this bus stop. And this guy just he's like. <laughs> he keeps calling him daddy. Yeah, he just keeps calling, like, I just want you to be proud of me, daddy. Like, it's it's very funny, actually. That scene made me laugh quite a bit. Very relatable. Um, And then he kind of, like, just leans against and passes out, like, the bus stop glass, which has, like, a nice little gap in it. And uh, the driller killer comes up behind him and puts the drill between that glass, like, right into his spine. I think that was probably, like, if if the forehead one had had the sound, that would have been the most uncomfortable kill. But just knowing it was in his spine, like, that hurt. Like, there's no other place it could be. It's yeah. going directly yeah, into it, the spine. Yeah, it and right. another, like, weird physics thing. In my mind, it was like, well, why isn't the whole body spinning <laughs> if he's attached to the end of a drill, you know? You know, he should write uh, Abel a letter. Ask him about Abel, that. Come, Abel, if you weren't a coward, you would come on this podcast and debate me, okay? Well, he's he's the, he's the our primary listener. He's actually our benefactor. <laughs> and every week he goes, worthless, worthless, worthless. Abel owns Tubi, and he's, he, will, <laughs> oh, he will never give us that money now. Oh, God. I would, I would, I would watch an Abel Ferreira streaming service for the week. Yeah. That it would be around. I, I will say... I, obviously, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really entertaining. I want to watch more of his movies now. Yeah, like, Miss, I think I'm I, I'm I'm down to do Miss uh, Forty Five. Miss Forty Five. Yeah. Um, I own Bad Lieutenant, and I would watch it again. I've only seen it the one time. Do you have King of New York? No, I don't. But I believe Walken it's streaming. One? Yeah, that's Christopher Walken. Um, Miss Forty Five would fall. I don't believe uh, even the OG Bad Lieutenant would really fall on the spectrum of our. Um, Podcast because it's NC seventeen for drug use. Like it's mostly just hard drugs. Probably and just weed. Harvey Keitel. <laughs> yeah. In the seventies, yeah. just like a little bit of weed. They're like, oh, you're going to hell now. <laughs> and it's uh, and you see Harvey Keitel's dick. Like, oh, that's probably it. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember like gratuitous sex. I don't remember gratuitous violence. Um, uh, and King of New York is like an R-rated like inner city gang movie. I yeah, I'm excited. I'm interested because. I'm not normally one of those that is really into, like, New York movies. Mm, like, Scorsese's mm. obviously great, but, yeah. like, it, the the city itself doesn't do much for me, but I like the mix of the kind of, like, edgier stuff that Abel Ferreira clearly likes. Yeah. And it, kind of mixing that in with it. It re uh, reawakened my interest in him, uh, because I saw Bad Lieutenant in high school like oh, senior geez. year of high school it was one of my movie stop movies that ah. like i just always i saw it on lists of like uh 
like old edgy movies, not like most fucked up, but sure. like just like NC seventeen movies that are really good, like stuff like that. Which is how yeah, how I would describe this. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's just like this is this is a well done movie that happens to have some violence in it. Bad Lieutenant is a really hard drama that happens to deal with heroin and and a corrupt cop and shit like that. So yeah, just like heavy I'm curious to see to, to see his his genre stuff, like the crime stuff. And and you mentioned in the '90s he did the Body Snatchers remake. Yeah, which I I need to see. I always forget that he did that. Um, and which apparently, sounds fascinating. Yeah, it's more of a uh, it's a rougher version. And I believe. Um, Similarly, I can't remember his name. Let me see. It's um, I want to say it's Paul Schrader. The guy. Yeah, it's to me. It reminds me like uh, Abel Ferreira's Body Snatcher reminds me of Paul Schrader did a remake of Cat People, which is uh, oh. 40s or 50s, uh, uh, like kind of like erotic horror film, and Paul Schrader made it like. A very erotic horror <laughs> film in the eighties. It just sounds like furries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Uh, in <laughs> which the eighties, and this, which yes, no, come on, no king shaming, man. Of course, never. Uh, with Abel Ferreras, it sounds like kind of him doing that, or like uh, what Carpenter did, or Cronenberg did with the flies. He's taking it and like really morphing it. And speaking of, because you also recently watched The Blob, the 80s. Yeah, the 80s Blob. Blob. It was awesome. I love the idea of, like, taking old monster, old sci-fi, old horror stuff from, like, the 40s, 50s, and then turning it into something more modern, more yeah. interesting, grosser. Yeah. And so that that's why I'm, I'm I'm excited to see where his kind of filmography goes after this. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to, like not be impressed that this is technically his debut if we're not counting uh what was the title of this, this point? uh uh the the, the pussy um, <laughs> i don't think that's what it was <laughs> nine lives of a wet pussy yeah so t- even though this is his spiritual sequel we'll say uh to that um it's Someone impressive like getting drilled and <laughs> giving okay. a whole new meaning to getting drilled okay uh you know if, if we're putting aside the the kind of shitty audio in the beginning it got better. It really was only the like a couple scenes in the beginning. It really was yeah. only a few. It got better uh, yeah. as we went along. Also, that opening scene in the church was very bizarre. Yes, let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Because that, I kept expecting that to come back up. Now that I th- think about yeah. it, that they kind never retouched. See if you can if you can talk through it a little bit. So it's it's, our, it's the the intro of the movie. Yeah, it's him and Carol, right? That's mm-hmm. Carol, uh, one of his roommates, are at this church following a nun in, saying that she received a note. From somebody um, with his name, number, and address, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they get him at the church, and they're like, "He's sitting in there. Go in there." And it's like this old, like dirty-looking man uh, sitting there. And uh, Ronan, uh, Ronan, Reno goes up to him and just kind of looks at him. The guy kind of like just touches his hand, and then he freaks the fuck out. And they leave. And Carol's like, what was that about? And he's like, he touched my hand. I don't know that guy. He's a drunk. I he's know. a drunk. I don't know. He's like, and she's like, is it your dad? And he's like, what? What? No. no. He touched my hand. <laughs> we're like, what? We're like, oh, that's your dad, isn't it? And then no. Like, no. And then like that was it. And then that never comes up again. That's it, true. It has nothing to do with him being the killer or, or, or maybe does it. Does it. Daddy issues. <laughs> 
Uh, it's not clear. I kept expecting that to come back, and then eventually I just forgot about it because it never did. Yeah, I just and remembered. It's, it's kind of a cool opening. Like it, it's very like seventies horror. Honestly, the in opening a church with like bright red lights. It's when it's I heard cool. the when I heard the audio, I was like, oh, I didn't realize this was gonna be like a John Waters movie. <laughs> like straight up, it reminded me a little bit of like the Italian, the seventies Italian yeah, yeah, yeah. horror movies that yeah. we watched. Funny enough, uh, one of his most recent movies is on. Um, Pasolini or whatever his name is. Uh, Who's that? Salo. He did a like a documentary. He no, he did a dramatization about his final years, starring Willem Dafoe as that director, as, as the guy yeah. who did uh, Salo. Yeah. What? Yeah, Abel Ferreira directed that. It came out. I want to say like 2016. Let me see. It's right. That's so meta. Yeah, Pasolini, 2014. Uh, it's a English language international film. Uh, Starring Willem Dafoe as Pierre Paolo, Paolo uh, Pasolini. Who killed himself? Who got murdered he in got the streets. He got straight up murdered because he did Solo. Solo and other, quote, like, sacrilegious oh. shit. But, yeah. And he was openly gay and, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen it yet. I've really wanted to. I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. So, yeah, Abel's got That's a so meta. Very Willem interesting Dafoe is, like, in those movies, yeah. those kinds of movies, but then he's playing a director of those movies. That's, yep. that's wild. We're going to have to watch that at some point. Yeah, and it's, and it's covering the murder, so. God, that's so interesting. Yeah. Holy cow. Very interesting. So, yeah, Abel Ferreira, director to watch, up-and-comer. Yeah, you heard it here first, guys. Uh, we got <laughs> new and noteworthy. <laughs> he may be a little guy, but he's big in spirit. A little gremlin New Yorker <laughs> from, the, from the Bronx, straight up. Yeah. Still uh, probably would kick our ass. 100% with his words alone. He'd make me cry so fast. Yeah, we're soft southern boys. 100%. We don't know how to to take mean words. Please Mm -mm. be nice to us. Please be nice. We need it. Uh, yeah, so Driller Killer was was really good. I enjoyed it. Let's talk about the ending because the ending is really interesting. So after he... Drills everybody? He drills a few people, but we never got to the part where he murders Dalton... After right after yeah, he Dalton, like seduces him. Dalton calls his his uh, piece worthless a bunch of times. Uh, storms out. At that point, we're like, okay, well, he's gonna die eventually. Yeah. And of then uh, Reno's strategy is to call him up and seduce him to get him to come over. Hey, it worked. Um, he's like, I'll be alone. And Dalton's like, Oh, I'll bring uh, wine and bread then too. Yeah, sure. Why not? We'll make it romantic. Um, and then. And then yeah, he goes over there, and how does he die? What like remind, remind me what happened? He got drilled. But like, was it cool? No, his was kind of lackluster. Oh no, he gets drilled to the door. No, that wasn't him. Oh no, you're right, that was him. And he's like impaled through the door. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, there was another cool kill with that homeless guy who got like strung up like crucifix. <laughs> he style. crucified a guy in an alley. <laughs> yeah, uh, without a cross. Without a cross, and just drilled him in the gut. Yeah. He okay, so apparently with this, this, some cool with this drill, apparently he was able to just drill people to things. Yeah, to like brick walls like in with New like York nails City. Nails and screws and stuff. Yeah. Hey man, I don't question uh, it. And yeah, I won't question it because it was cool. Yeah, but, that's but cool. When he was still in his uh, killing homeless people phase, yeah. he finds this homeless guy in an alley and drills his hands to a brick wall, so they're stuck there. Yep. And then just drills him in the stomach a bunch of times, so he's basically crucified, and then just. Poked through yeah. too much. Uh, there, yeah, there was a lot of kills in this. Yeah, the the more that we're ta- talking, like, yeah, they may not be like the the superstars that the one to the forehead was, but there's a lot of them. It's they're all unique. Yeah, they're all pretty unique, which is which is pretty interesting. And then, so after he kills Dalton, uh, he basically impales him into the door. Mm-hmm. Um, 
his other roommate who he hasn't killed yet stumbles upon it. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, she sees the, the drill sticking through the door dripping blood. Yeah. And that's it. And then she opens the door and he's drilled to it on the other and side. she runs off. But then the his other roommate hadn't been killed yet. She went home to her husband. Husband, but which he killed the... There's a very... We could not figure out the relationships. Yeah. Um, because one of his roommates was married and then eventually... And sleeping with him and the woman. Like, there was so much going on. And then eventually, by, by the end of it, she goes back to her husband and she's like, Oh, I missed you so much. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she goes to take a shower... Reno shows up, Drill kills the husbo. Yep. And then the lights are off in the bedroom. And then we don't see anything yeah. for the next minute, minute and a half. And just dialogue. We just hear Carol. Yeah. Carol come into the room. She's like, Stephen, was that his name? Yep. She's like, Stephen, uh, where are you? Come here, come here. And we know at that point that... Get closer, come that closer. That Reno is in bed with her. Yeah. But we can't see anything. We're only hearing this. Because she's like, oh, you have the lights out. Oh, come closer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And then it just goes to credits. It just silently cuts to credits. Which was cool. Like, we don't normally get cool and well done and unique yeah. endings in movies like this. And we both immediately were like... like oh, sweet. That was a neat way. Yeah, because yeah. it's all implied. You yep. know, it's... It, we don't know... Obviously, there's not a sequel to this movie, but it, it leaves it open. It, it's it's creative. I was, I was really impressed, man. Uh, King of New York is available on IMDb... IMDb TV. <laughs> That's hard to say. <laughs> which uh, is free with ads, like Tubi, oh, but cool. not as good as Tubi. Yeah. Thing. I, I yeah I'm, I'm excited to watch more of his movies now because there's oh it's also on Tubi okay well why would I ever watch it on anything else <laughs> I'm just gonna here let me check let me what is uh what does uh Tubi have for old Abel Ferreira every one of his movies <laughs> let's find out let's see they got the Driller Killer they got King of New York they got Gladiator they have Miss Forty Five he directed Gladiator <laughs> yeah yeah that Gladiator. <laughs> Uh, they got New Rose Hotel, they got Cat Chaser, they got Fear City. So they have a good handful. China Girl, that doesn't sound like you should be able to say that. Uh, King of New York. Yeah. Well, and Miss 45 on here. I, I think this will be a fun rabbit hole to go down. Even yeah. even if his movies aren't all, like, extreme, they're, like, there's just good filmmaking yeah, and good they're storytelling gritty. in here. They're more yeah. gritty than anything. Yeah, this reminds me a lot of Maniac. The oh, 100%. 100%. Maniac, 100%. Is, a, is a classic for Also very New York movie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is just uh, the, I guess, more grounded version of that, kind of, somehow. Because that was oh, a lot say, more, like, surreal and yeah, weird. And, uh, yeah, psychological Art shit. House-y. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, a crazy killer, like, who's, like, hearing voices, talking True. to mannequins and stuff like that. This is just... This... The reason it's a comedy is I think it's tongue-in-cheek of... This is his first successful movie. This is his breakout movie, and it's, it's about a the young driller killer. The driller killer. It's about a young artist losing his mind. I'm sure he was a young artist losing his mind. It's very tongue in cheek. Let's also talk about that because he is 28 in this 28, movie, and, and he looks nine right at our age. And boy, does he not look 28. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like no, he looks 40, old. 45. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's just how people looked back in the 70s. Uh, I think it had to have, it, it's, right? It's brutal. It makes me glad that I didn't grow up that way. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, he he looks old. Honestly, like he his, his face really hasn't changed much since he was a young boy. Just gray hair. Just gray hair. Yeah. He, uh... Weird looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, but... I, yeah, I'm, I'm just impressed. I think I'm excited to, to kind of jump into a new filmmaker that, that I hadn't really, that I'd only heard of before. 
mm-hmm. um, because no- normally when, when when you hear about a filmmaker and hear about movies that they've done that are pretty good, it's hard not to be let down sometimes. Yeah. But like this is one of those few that yeah, it's not like a masterpiece, worked. but no, it's good. Like, yeah. It's it's totally good, and I would I'm I'm glad it's. One of the times that I bought an expensive Blu-ray of something, and I'm like, cool, I'm happy a I own it. A good purchase. Yep. We can say it. And even if the movie sucked, that drill art cover is dope as shit. So, so dope. And, yeah. and you know, great great special effects, good blood, interesting, like, perspective from, yeah. from a serial killer as an artist is, mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Yep. Um, you can see it influences on a lot of other things. It's got a little bit of Taxi Driver in it. 100%, um, yeah. And then it influenced... Also, Clearly some other future movies. Yeah, yeah, Taxi Driver for sure. I was gonna say, like, also, uh, he's technically like contemporaries with some of these guys for sure. Uh, uh, King of New York came out either the same year or like within a year or two of New Jack City, which is like such a similar style. I've of never movie. seen New Jack City. Uh, yeah, it's just these inner city gang New York movies. Um, and New Jack City exploded. I believe Wesley Snipes was in that. Like, that's uh, like a huge movie. Um, I may be getting the cast mixed up, but that one exploded in King of New York is like the indie version of it, mm. to my understanding. It's cool. He, he's like an indie Scorsese a little bit. There's a Rewatchables episode with Quentin Tarantino about... And he did one of them? King of New York. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll have to watch that because I love the yeah. Rewatchables. Yeah, it's good shit. It's right. a good episode. Cool. Um, any palate cleanser for you at all this week? I know it's not uh, really needed, but uh, been doing anything, listening to anything, watching anything? I said MasterChef Junior last time. <laughs> yes, you did. Still great. Yep. Truly. Yeah, that um, doesn't change. Um, the we watched me and Brittany started watching the fourth season of Search Party. I I've heard HBO. it's great. Um, I've not checked it out yet. New season just came out. It it has taken a such an interesting turn hmm. that uh, has a little bit. And this will it's not a spoiler for you, but it's got a little bit of martyrs in it. Interessante. It's only come into the last uh, last season. All right. Um, obviously, not like the pure violence, but there's yeah, some, yeah, there's yeah. some weird uh, horror elements that have cool. been added. It, this the show is really interesting. It started off as like a dark comedy. I like her a lot. She's a very good actress. Yeah, she's cool. Um, I, I think you would really like it if you, if it's on HBO Max. You know, cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. You'll appreciate it. it every episode is like 25 minutes. Oh, that's gorgeous. So you Love absolutely that. fly through yeah. it. Um, I really can't recommend it enough, for sure. Cool. I'll say that. That's a good palette. Nice. Uh, mine's uh, just, I got a bunch of records recently on a trip, so I've been listening to those. None in particular. I got a lot. Uh, <laughs> so. Top two. Oh, shit. Uh, top two, I was very fucking stoked to come across, um, it's going to sound so fucking lame, but look, man, Pretty. I love Tom Petty's Wildflowers. Love that album. Which songs are on that one? Uh, uh, to find a friend, uh, or hard to find a friend, uh, and wildflowers. Those are the two big ones from that. Huh. Um, it's uh, like it was been out of print for a while. They just did a big reissue. I got a smaller edition, like the biggest edition is like nine records long. It's like four hundred dollars. Uh, I got the uh, $40 version. Uh, have not been able to find a copy because they sold out so quickly. They had a copy in Asheville. Nice. So very stoked to find what that. Where's the record shop in Asheville? Uh, Harvest Records. They are the fucking best. They are by appointment right now, and you get the whole shop to yourself for 45 minutes. That's actually super cool. It was a dream come true, and I dropped some fucking money. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, so that and uh, Tim Hecker was the other one. He's a like avant-garde ambient artist 
and uh, one of his albums, Rave Death 1972, I was very excited to come across because I've not come across a copy of it before. That sounds on brand for you. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, yeah, just ambient noise glitch. Uh, Anything, mo- mostly ambient. Any yeah. genre with the word noise in it is something yeah. <laughs> that I expect you to like. Yes, it's very true. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. And I actually haven't even put uh, that one on the player yet. Tom Petty's gotten a spin, but uh, not Tim Hecker yet. Hannah's not as big into the weird shit as I am. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. Because it's weird. Because it's not accessible. <laughs> it's not yeah. like a fun listen. Yeah, no, you actually have to like pay attention to it and not just have it on. Because there's no words. It's not a vibe. No, well, it is a vibe. But not like a pleasant one. No, it's 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 a solo on mushrooms vibe. <laughs> Which is very specific. <laughs> so, uh, And I'm talking like shiitake. I'm talking like... Portabella. Portabella, you know. Come on. Because we don't do the nasty stuff. Video nasty stuff. The video nasty we, stuff. We definitely do that stuff. On uh, that note... Do we know? Got, yeah, do we know what we're I don't think so. Next? We'll leave it open-ended for now. We'll figure it out. We A buddy of mine wants to guest soon, um, and he's got an idea for a movie that wasn't on our list but would absolutely qualify. Um, so that would be cool. Mm-hmm. He hasn't seen it. Uh, I won't mention it quite yet. We'll see when he's available um, and figure out stuff in the meantime. So... We have, some, we have some ideas yeah. for, for future stuff. Obviously, we want to try to branch into some other mediums as well. We might do do some books, do some comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, down the road. Because there there are a lot of... Maybe do a video here now and yeah, then. Yeah, we might want to pivot to video permanently, but we'll get to that eventually. But um, there's a lot of different media that can be like... That our same kind of uh, standards can be applied to. Yeah. Um, and I like the idea of exploring those as exactly well because there's fucked up stuff all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> yeah, like we could do a whole thing about Junji Ito alone. God, if only I like, love Jujito. Honestly, yeah. we we could do like we won't do it right now. We'll, yeah. we'll brainstorm. We'll yeah. brainstorm. We'll talk. Um, about the it. one thing I, I do want uh, to try to bring back before we say goodbye is what was the our two B jingle? Two B. <laughs> doobie <laughs> so providing I don't remember the melody at all but I do know it was to be doobie providing to be oh yeah doobie oh yeah providing check it out uh, Tubi, I apologize for that, but um, if that worked for you, I'm a musician with can, music. Can, <laughs> uh, check out Hark. Check out Hark at workofhark.bandcamp.com. That's what it will sound like. Nothing yep. but Tubi jingles. Tubi. All acapella as well. Check it out. Okay, well, thank you again for listening. Uh, enjoy the Driller Killer if you check it out. We, we re- would recommend it, I would say. And where is it streaming again? On to be bump-a-dump-a-dump-do-be bump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump-a